Hi, this is Carson, also known as Neohazard. I'm part of Sage and SFGHQ, and you are listening to the Sega Lounge. Welcome to the Sega Lounge, a podcast dedicated to our love for all things Sega, be it the games, the music, or the community. I'm KC. In each episode, I'll be talking to different guests and sharing their projects and their passion for Sega. Hello, welcome back! The Sega Lounge is officially reopened for business this week. Hooray! What business, you ask? The business of bringing joy to your ears. How is everybody doing, by the way? I've enjoyed taking the month off, even though it wasn't exactly the whole month off, because I've been recording interviews and sending emails for future episodes of the show. I also recently got into streaming, both on Radio Sega's Twitch account and my own. By the way, be sure to give both of them a follow, won't you? Twitch.tv slash Radio Sega for the stations. And mine is twitch.tv forward slash kc underscore radio man. Maybe we'll have some live streams related to future episodes of the Sega Lounge on my channel. Well, at least the channel is there, so keep your eyes on the socials. I hope everyone's keeping safe and feeling at least not worse than before. I know that can be a challenge, but hopefully you've been able to retain some of your sanity. It's a struggle. As we reopen our doors, we enter the last part of Season 5 of the show that will end sometime in late November, early December, probably. Expect more interesting and fun conversations and feel free to suggest guests for future shows. Stick around until the end for a brand new way to send those suggestions. But enough chit-chat for now. Before I introduce this week's guest, let me apologize in advance for some sound issues in the recording of the interview. We actually ended up recording via Discord and using a bot to record. But I regret that very much. Also due to recording via Discord, the nature of the challenge had to change a little bit because playing music through Discord is a pain because of the weird compression. Next week, we'll be back to our normal non-Discord sounding podcast. This week, and it's a Sega Lounge tradition already, we're covering SAGE, the Sonic Amateur Games Expo 2020. It's a special one not only for the sheer amount of fan games and indie games that will be showcased, but also because it's the event's 20th anniversary. So you can definitely expect it to be bigger and better than ever. SAGE 2020 happens from September 5th to September 12th, and it's a pleasure to have Carson, aka Neohazard, one of the organizers of the show, on the Sega Lounge to discuss it. Stick around for some interesting points regarding what makes this year's event so unique, what Carson thinks of the evolution of Sage throughout the years, and a crazy challenge, as always. Hello Carson, welcome to the Sega Lounge. Thanks for having me, Casey. Great to see you again, great to have you back on the show. You've been uh, here uh, two years ago, actually, last time, for Sage 2018. 
Uh, last year we had to PCO. Yeah, he was uh, he was heading it up last year, and uh, the plan was for him to head it up this year. Uh, of course, with you know coronavirus and how everything's kind of turned out, uh, we've uh, we've kind of gotten away from having a singular host, and I, I'm part of a, a bigger team that's all really come together to make this year uh, special. But uh, hopefully, I can answer some questions and uh, shed some light on what to expect for Sage 2020. Yes, yes, I, I, I'm sure you can. Let's go back a little bit, though. Uh, people who are not familiar with, with you can go back to our 2018 episode and, and listen a little bit about your, your own history with games and such. But uh, for, for people who uh, can't be bothered because they're lazy, uh, let's just do a quick <laughs> uh, rapid-fire round, if you will, of, of some, some uh, easy, easy questions. So... When did you start playing video games? Uh, I've been playing video games for about as long as I can remember. Uh, my parents, the month after I was born, which was November 91, my mom gave my dad a Sega Genesis, and uh, that's just kind of been uh, my life ever since. I, I'm sure they probably thought it was cute when the baby would chew on wires and step on the controller and everything, but uh, <laughs> I'm sure that as the years went by, that uh, as that hobby got a little more expensive as each year went by, that uh, maybe it wasn't nearly as cute as it once was. But uh, <laughs> yeah, video games have always kind of been a big part of my life, and uh, Sonic's always kind of sort of been there as a result. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Favorite Sonic game? I would probably go as far as say Sonic Mania is my favorite Sonic game to date. Um, that said, I do have a really strong love for Sonic the Fighters and Sonic R as well. Oh, nice. Nice. <laughs> That's nice. Okay. Love Sonic R and Sonic Fi the Fighters as well. Um, okay. So those are some questions. Also, when did you join the Sage team? So I joined the Sage team in 2016. Uh, the early part of the 2010s was a little turbulent for Sage. Uh, 2010 and 2011 were all right. 2012, we had some pretty big issues. And then 2013 and 2015, unfortunately, didn't happen. So in 2016, rolled around. Uh, I basically hit up PZO and told them, if you give me the keys, I'll try to run it. And... That's kind of where it went ever since. Uh, I don't want to take all the credit, though, because from that point on, Sage became less of a singular effort as it had been for uh, almost the 15 years prior. And definitely today, it's more of a group effort. You've got, uh, we have Mark. Uh, he also goes to Sinosu. He does the websites uh, for Sage, but he also does the hacking contest, and he's done plenty of work for the Sonic Retro site uh, and the wiki. Uh, we also have Pedro. He's working on the showcase and kind of the back-end stuff to get all that connected. We have uh, Static. He's kind of our PR guy and liaison. He's reached out to a ton of indie developers this year and projects that I'm really excited for people to see, some of which uh, weren't actually in the trailer, too. So there's so much to see this nope. year. And then uh, my other person, I, I could call him my co-host, we're... More, I guess, just kind of the, the figureheads and the people that uh, do the scheduling and stuff. But uh, Shani, he was uh, actually supposed to be joining me today. Unfortunately, he had some stuff come up, but uh, he's also helping me out there. And then we have our buddy uh, Jess, who's doing 
uh, graphic design. He's done the Sage logos for the year, as well as like our social media and how kind of uh, how everything looks, making it all look real pretty. And then, of course, uh, we've got Lang with us, too, who's uh, working on the showcase stuff with Pedro and kind of helping us uh, on different odds and ends. Mm -hmm. Awesome. That's great. So it's a team effort, really. Absolutely. Absolutely. Great, great, great. So you've been uh, working with the team since 2016. So that this is your fifth year? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, last year, I took more of a, a backseat role and mainly just did scheduling and headed up the stream because uh, we always do a pre-show every year where we kind of go mm -hmm. through, play different games, hang out, lead up to the site actually opening. Um, definitely... Uh, Definitely going to be my last year, though, because as much fun as uh, running Sage can be, it's uh, it's definitely my time to, uh, I think, step down and uh, let some fresh blood get in and uh, see what they can make Sage uh, a be, basically. Uh-huh. Yeah. Makes sense. Makes sense. Okay. And let's talk a little bit about Sage itself. So this is the 20th anniversary of Sage, the 20th. Not, not the 20th edition, because as you mentioned, there were some years where we didn't have an event, but the 20th anniversary of the first Sage. Uh, right. In your, in your opinion, in, in, from your own personal perspective as someone who uh, joined the team uh, a, a couple of or a few years ago, but was not there from the beginning as uh, part of the, the organizers, what does Sage mean to you and why do you think it's so important for the community? So Sage to me, it's, it's kind of a twofold thing because on one hand, uh, you can kind of look at it as a big online party where everyone is getting together. We're showing off all of our projects. We're all playing each other's games. We're giving each other feedback. And it's, it's just a real great time because we have all these streamers going on. So once you submit to Sage, you're not only getting, you know, uh, a, a huge community of people that's growing every single day to give you feedback on your game to make it the best that it could possibly be. But you're also getting some of your favorite streamers to play your games, like some call me Johnny, Sam Procrastinates, uh, Tales Channel, just to name a handful. And that's really cool. But then the flip side is as someone who actually just attends Sage, uh, it's, it's also a great way to see some burgeoning careers get started. Uh, since 2016, the influx of indie games versus fan games just continues to grow, with this year being, I believe, the biggest amount of indie games that we've ever had. And to me, that's fantastic. I personally have advocated that Sage is at this perfect little crossroad where it could be so much more than just fan games and it could be the start of getting someone's career launched because with sage it's such a huge platform that all it takes is one person submitting and then another to play that game and it's like that old shampoo commercial from i think like the 70s you know you tell one person how great it is then they'll tell two people then they'll tell two people <laughs> that sort of thing uh, and to me, that's what Sage is. It's it's the beginning every single year. It's it's the beginning of something new and fresh for somebody. And that's definitely where we're, we've been heading, where we really want to push those indie games and help those indie developers start their careers and uh, hopefully, uh, hopefully 
make some money and make a lot of games for us to play in the future. Yeah. So that's a good point because uh, people still uh, maybe get a little bit confused. I've heard people talk about this, about Sage as, and because Sage stands for Sonic Amateur Game Expo, some people still think it's nothing but uh, fan games and hacks and ROM hacks. Right. Uh, right. So it's definitely not that, uh, not just that, at least anymore. And as you said, um, I actually made a list, uh, compiled a list of all the games uh, in the this year's trailer. Um, oh wow! I I it it was I, I I as I was scrolling through my my list, I thought to myself, I will not count the number of games that are here because it's there are too many. But I highlighted some of the the non Sonic ones in the indie games and. As you said, probably this is the year with the most indie games. I, I don't think exactly. probably this. It's it's definitely the one with most indie games out of the, the at least the, the the previous few years. I think. Yeah, and I think by just raw numbers alone, uh, it's going to be because uh, we when we set out to do Sage uh, 2020, we wanted it to be the biggest Sage ever. It's just too perfect, right? It's the 20th anniversary on Sage in 2020. And not only that, I think I can safely say for anybody listening and, you know, us both, no matter what, this year has not been kind to anyone. It's just not. <laughs> and so that was one of the biggest things we said. We want this to be the biggest Sage ever, not only to celebrate Sage, but just to kind of give folks something to enjoy for once, you know? And uh, part of how you make Sage so big is it relies on creators submitting. And every single year that I've ran Sage, the number of submissions has gone up. The The key is, is that in 2016, we had roughly, I think, about 65 games, and then it went up to 70 in 2017, and so on and so forth. So about last year, we were flirting with a high 80, low low 90 number at the end. Uh, I can't give a raw number because we're still going through everything, but we have over 200 submissions this year, which is... Crazy. over double what we've had the previous year and it's uh i i'm just floored by by the response uh, it's very clear that because of uh, the coronavirus and because of how everything's going on uh folks have had a lot of time to start uh working on their games indie and fan and uh as a result they're very eager to show these off to the world and uh because we've had this huge response, I think just by sheer number alone, uh, we're going to have a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of uh, indie games for folks to check out. Uh, some of which are actually finished and on uh, sites such as Steam. And so they're coming to Sage to say, hey, check out our demo. And if you like it, go buy the full thing. And that's really exciting. Yeah, yeah, that's that's nice, right? So it's not just a fan thing anymore. Uh, indie developers can look at Sage as a, as a platform to show their work to to people who they know, who, to their audience, really, to people who they know are looking forward to playing games like the ones that they just made. Right. That's great. Yeah, so not just uh, Sonic Amateur Games, uh, even though that's the name. But uh, right. <laughs> uh, don't 
don't get confused. Don't get there. There's something yeah, and, for everyone. Yeah, and you know it's 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 funny because when Sage was started in 2000, it was definitely the, the purpose of Sage was to prove to the media and to companies that fan games were not a bad thing. That's what Ryan Bloom, uh, also known as Blaze Hedgehog, that was his intentions whenever he set out to start Sage. And I, I feel at least for Sega, uh, that goal has absolutely been accomplished. And uh, when you kind of look at how uh, the interaction between fans and Sega uh as a whole has gone in the last 20 years, there's definitely a, a really, at least in my opinion, a pretty tight knit relationship there. Uh, and you don't see that with a lot of companies, especially ones of Sega's size and notoriety. Now I can't say that uh, all companies love uh, fan games because uh, boy, I, I love myself some Nintendo, but uh, they're not, uh, they don't want to play ball quite as much as Sega does, but, uh, but I digress. Uh, I, I just feel that uh, as much as uh, we all like Sonic, uh, the name is definitely a holdover from, from 20 years ago because we've seen such an evolution of the show uh, where it's, it's so much more than Sonic. And I, I've been saying this for a while now, but I think, you know, when everyone uh, says, you know, with the Sage title, we still get YouTube comments of, why is there a Mario game at a Sonic show? <laughs> the funny thing is, it's not the Sonic that bugs me in the name. Uh, it's the word amateur. Amateur, and, yeah, yeah. I was yeah, thinking that, yeah. Because, you know, uh, 20 years ago, that that's what it was. Uh, we didn't have the kinds of frameworks and engines that we do today. We didn't have the resources uh, we've had 20 years since then to really understand how a Sonic game works and how to replicate it. But beyond that, because we're having indie games, and like I was saying, how we have these games that are coming to Steam, these are not amateur projects that we've got coming in here. These indie games are very, very professional. They are very well polished, and they're fun. And that's arguably the most important thing of any video game. So to me... The amateur thing is something I would personally like to drop a little more than the Sonic. Uh, but, of course, that's not necessarily my call. And I'm, I'm sure that uh, in the future, we there may be some branding changes or, or something uh, to kind of switch up a little bit. But I, I definitely think that uh, we've accomplished that goal long ago of at the very least showing Sega and uh, definitely the media as a whole that uh, fan games are not evil bootlegs that we're trying to rip off the companies that we love. It's the opposite, where fan games are being used as a means of replicating uh, your favorite game, maybe making your little favorite dream scenario, and most importantly, a learning tool. Because we have seen so many people who started with fan games and then pivot to their own indie projects and see wild, wild amounts of success. Uh, Freedom Planet is a very good example of that. Uh, one mm -hmm. engine that is constantly used from Game Maker is Sonic Max. That was made by uh, a young man named Teapot, and he works on T-Bat. And T-Bat is a phenomenal, adorable little game that uh, he's been working on for the past uh, year, a year and a half now. And uh, the newest version of Sa that's coming to Sage has uh, some really neat features. I don't think 
he wants to make them public just yet because he's wanting to have them as uh, some big surprises for Sage. But nonetheless, that, that's just two examples of why, uh, or not why I should say, but how uh, people have kind of parlayed their fan game experience into making something uh, wholly original and uh, fun. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And you mentioned something important, Israel, not just games, but engines, whole engines have come out of Sage as well, right? Or have been showcased uh, in Sage. Absolutely. So, so that, that's something important that actually paves the, wor the, the work for and the way for, for other people to make their own games. Exactly. And we actually have uh, some new engines coming this year as well, um, or at least updates to engines. I shouldn't say new because there is some times where I'll be like, oh, this is new. And no, it's been around for four years. They just found out about Sage, and we just found out about them. But uh, <laughs> in the trailer, you saw, like, uh, not-so-simple Sonic Worlds, and I believe the core frameworks mm -hmm. got an update coming. And uh, I don't think Project Hero is quite ready yet, but I believe there's a 3D uh, framework or two in there that's coming as well. But, uh, yeah, no, it's, it's always just as exciting to me. Uh, to see a new engine or framework come out as it is uh, to to see a game because uh, like not to it's an apples to oranges comparison uh, as fun as the games are though you look at the engines and it's like oh man what's gonna come from this next that's what makes it so exciting one thing that actually uh, is important to 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 talk about though is and you said um there there is over like 200 submissions this year does that mean that the quality the overall quality of the expo uh will suffer because we'll have more games or are you guys making sure to uh, have quality control as well for what comes so, into sage so so this year uh was kind of the first year that we uh in the guidelines introduced um, what I believe we call uh, minimal effort. <laughs> Excuse me. And uh, which I, I think we may have worded that a little bit better in there. But uh, basically, when we say minimal effort throughout Sage's years, we have had a lot of incredible games. But Sage is notorious for people hearing the deadline, seeing that it's three months away and going, oh, yeah, I can make something for that. And then what they do is they'll, you know, take an engine or a framework, uh, replace some sprites, call it Test Zone Act 1, submit it, and then we'll never hear anything from that game ever again. And yeah. because of the sheer volume of games that we have this year, uh, if... It's just small swaps like that, or uh, obviously stolen contents not allowed. Uh, <laughs> but uh, just <laughs> to, to try to frame it as, as politely as I can, there are games that we're trying to work with the developers, not to just outright reject them and say, your game's no good or you have no place here. But we do want to work with them to understand that there is over 200 submissions this year, and we want those to be the best that they can be. And so as a result, if it's something that I think the best way that I summed it up is if myself or, or Shani, I will speak for him, 
in this case, if myself or Shani could replicate this in any way, it's probably minimal effort. Because <laughs> uh, I, I fancy myself uh, a little game reviewer, connoisseur, whatever, but I'm not a dev. I am not a dev. I want that's the whole part of why I like to run Sage because I want to give these developers a, a huge platform. And if I can remake your game or if I could do your game, it's probably minimal effort. And so it's it, it's a learning opportunity though, right? Uh, there are some games that we've had to speak with uh, that we've had to tell them, unfortunately. Uh, we can't accept it in this current form, and some have gone in and updated it. Some have just said, okay, I get it, and others have just said nothing at all. And, you yeah. know, that's okay. Um, I Sage, by its very nature, we're going to have some high highs, and we'll have some games that, uh, that there's room for improvement. And I think that uh, as much as people want to, to sit there and say, oh, well... You know, you had so many games that weren't good or whatever. Well, that's fine. But you could, at the same time, use this as an opportunity to give constructive criticism and feedback to these developers so they can get better and they can make something incredible. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think and, that's... Actually, uh, if, I think if that's you have over 200 games to try, probably not everyone will try all of them. So if you have... Uh, a crappy looking game or just a game that people will look at and think, hmm, yeah, this is just a, a reskin of a classic Sonic game or something. Maybe that will not stand out and they will not try that. So if you want to make it the best that you can in order to, for people to actually want to try it, I think. So it, it's good that you can give some feedback to people so they can improve their product and maybe come back next year with something better, something that looks better plays better, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Excellent. So lots and lots of games this year. Before we get into that, let's say uh, I, I... This is going to be really evil, but let's say you would have to choose uh, from 2016 onwards, like a top five uh, of all Sage submissions that you played, that you reviewed, whatever. Uh, n n doesn't necessarily have to be the best, in your opinion, but the, the ones that stood out the most to you in these past Are, are we years. talking from, from this year or just kind of my, my tenure um, with Sage? Yeah, your tenure with Sage. Before we get into this year, actually, don't include anything from this year yet. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, in no particular order, five games that come to mind. Uh, well, first and foremost, I would probably say uh, Retro Sonic Nexus XG, which was eventually just Sonic Nexus before uh, that team eventually went on to make Mania. Uh, that was, to me, the the kind of penultimate pinnacle fan game uh before taxman got hired and uh you know we eventually got on the road to sonic mania but uh it's you can still find that today i believe on the sonic retro wiki the the latest build it may to some people not seem as impressive but at the time it was the most accurate uh fan game that that we'd ever seen it was an early version of the the retro engine 
with some killer level design by uh, Brad Flick and just an amazing score from Hunter Bridges. It's, in my opinion, it still holds up. I'm sure there's people that would look at it and not understand what made it so special. But at the time, all the way back in 2008, it was just insane. Uh, for more recent games, uh, last year we had Pizza Tower, and holy lord, do I love Pizza Tower. I still occasionally load the Sage 2019 demo up and play it, because I find the game just so stinking fun. And I really love the old uh, Wario Land games, and unfortunately we haven't had a new one since Shake It. And uh, at the risk of... Uh, at the risk of making a couple people mad, I kind of find Shake It a little boring. So Pizza Tower is perfect. <laughs> it, it, it fits that that niche uh, desire of, of wanting a Wario Land game while also doing something new and original and having this goofy sense of humor and also having just a amazing soundtrack that's just absolutely stunning. Um, in terms of games that are really 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 old that people might not remember uh sonic time attacked uh i believe it came out in 2003 uh i want to say the sage the last sage demo was either that year or 2002 but uh that was kind of the first really like big polished uh sonic fan game ever uh time attack now even more so than Nexus, if you go back, you'll say, oh, the, the jumping's a little clunky or the, the, the grinding's a little weird. But keeping in mind, you know, in 2000, we could barely get rings to work, folks. Uh, there's a <laughs> lot of early fan games where Sonic has a health bar because <laughs> we just didn't know how. And uh, Time Attack was the one that did some just amazing like custom artwork that you never that was something you just didn't really see at the time everybody was wanting to use you know in 2003 the sonic advance games were still very new and so mm -hmm. using uh those sprites was very in vogue and here comes time attack and it's got custom music custom art huge sprawling levels it actually has rings working right uh and of course won't mean a lot to people now but back in the day uh the person that made it um oh gosh i'm blanking on his name i i believe it's jamie bailey but i feel like that's wrong uh but uh <laughs> he went through and had a bunch of people's ocs uh for the city level uh mm -hmm. put into his game and so it's, it's kind of this neat time capsule of where like sonic fan games and sfghq as a whole really was at the time uh that's that's going way way back of course um I, I, I think something can be said for uh, Sonic Utopia, of course. Uh, that is one of the games that really broke out and definitely got eyes on to Sage. Um, it, it was it, it was a pretty pretty big deal at the time. I think it may have almost been a bit of a curse <laughs> in some ways. <laughs> For uh, for that team because I I, I know that uh, uh, each each of them get hounded about when the next demo is and that's you know kind of the uh, the nature of the beast and then uh, looking at uh, 
looking at one more 3D fan game, I I would probably go with uh, Sonic World, which I know has had some some ups and downs, which we don't need to get into. But uh, it's it's a very ambitious title, and uh, I think that's a good segue into uh, to to parlay into 2020 because uh, the the team behind Sonic World is uh, radically different than what it used to be. And what they are presenting now is a far, far more polished and uh, interesting product than what it used to be. But uh, even back then, it was it was a uh, title that a lot of uh, younger fans were interested in because unlike a lot of uh, you know older folks like me who, you know, we like our classic Sonic and all that uh, sort of thing. This is a game yep. that uh, <laughs> goes above and beyond and puts in so many different play styles and so many different characters. And most of them are from the uh, modern Sonic era. So you've got a lot of younger mm -hmm. folks that are being drawn in by that. And they'll go, hey, I want to play this new Sonic Worlds. Oh, what's that? What's what's T-Bat? What's Pizza Tower? What's Starburster? That sort of thing. It's, uh, it's, it's games like that that really help uh, our mission, so to speak, uh, with with getting eyes on other things as well. Yeah, and that's great. That's great. So that's a great top five, by the way. Awesome. Uh, in no order. In no order. <laughs> in no order, obviously. So it's it's a top. Let's not even say top five. It's a top. So yeah, <laughs> I, I don't even remember how many. But uh, <laughs> that's a great segue into what comes next. Okay, so Carson, we're going to take a quick break here. And when we come All back, right. I, have, I have a surprise for you. Oh, okay. As tradition, okay, and I will tell you all about it in a few moments. Tired of listening to the same music on the radio over and over again? Wouldn't it be great if you could have a station that played your favorite Sega music and remixes 24 hours a day, 7 days a week? Luckily, there's Radio Sega, an online radio station dedicated to the best in Sega and Atlas music. And you can request your favorites at any time. Plus, Radio Sega has live shows, including a first-hand preview of the Sega Lounge. You can find the full schedule of shows and listen to the station by going to radiosega.net. Radio Sega, playing the best Sega music 24-7. Welcome back. We are here with Carson, aka Neo Hazard from Sage 2020. Hello, Carson. Welcome back. Thanks for having me back, Casey. Yeah. Are you ready for this surprise? Oh, I am so ready. <laughs> <laughs> so each time someone comes on the Sega Lounge, sometimes for time issues and, and whatnot, uh, we don't do this, but usually we have the Sega Lounge Challenge. I can't really recall if last time you were here you had one of these. I don't think so. I, I don't believe I did. Uh, yeah, so we'll have to correct that. That was a mistake, and so that needs <laughs> to be fixed. So it's time for the Sega Lounge Challenge. 
Now that you know our guests, it's time to put them to the test. It's the moment we've waited for and the moment they dread. Welcome to your doom. I mean, welcome to the Sega Lounge Challenge. <laughs> What is the Sega Lounge Challenge? It can be anything I want. But since we were talking about Sage uh, or past Sage games and games that you think were very important uh, in, in the history of the event, this week I have something called <laughs> The Ghosts of Sage's Past. Okay, The Ghosts <laughs> of Sage's Past. So that's that's... <laughs> I I have to come up with with these names and not all of them are good. Uh, I like the, it. I know I like it. I like it. <laughs> so what I have here is a list of eight games that were at some point featured in one or more editions of Sage. To try and guess what the game is, you can uh, hear two extra clues that I will read to you. Got it? Got it. Got it. Okay. So they're all numbered one to eight, and you can pick a number at random, whatever you want, and we'll start with that one. Let's start with six. Let's start with six. Six is a good one. The first clue I have for you for this one is a project made almost entirely by one person. <laughs> <laughs> That's that's so many. <laughs> oh man, I feel like I'm playing Guess Who and I'm asking all the wrong questions. <laughs> Do you want another clue? Yeah, let's go with one more. See if I can get it. Two D platformer with a unique art style. <laughs> with a, with I will say with a very unique art style. It's not Sonic Ages, is it? And I will tell you uh, that the the info. So I will share info in these clues, and they're all from a specific year. So this one is from 2017. Doesn't mean that it wasn't present in other editions of Sage, but right. <sighs> Um, man, largely by any, one any person. guesses? Any guesses? I, I honestly got nothing, unfortunately. <laughs> oh man, okay. this isn't a good start at all. So I will, I will tell you the the answer. The answer was a petite hedgehog. Oh, okay. So a very unique art style, but maybe yeah. the clues weren't the best in this one. <laughs> <laughs> Well, let's see okay. how uh, n let's see how I fare on number three then. Yeah, exactly. Let's let's keep going. Number three. So in this game, you're fighting the dark gorillas. This is specific. Ah. And this is a 2018 uh, version of this game. This game was part of Sage 2018. 
Man, I'm bad at this. <laughs> oh gosh. This is not easy. I will give you another no. clue if you want. Yeah, yeah. Let's let's do one more. See, see okay. if we can get any better. Second clue is monkey. It's not Lloyd the monkey, is it? Um which one? Lloyd the monkey? In 2018? Yeah. Perhaps, perhaps the like the monkey. Mm-hmm. What's that? Maybe Lloyd the monkey mm-hmm. something? <laughs> Lloyd the monkey too. Lloyd oh, the monkey Lloyd too. The monkey. Oh. <laughs> I, I will give you the point though. You, you'll get the point. It's correct. Well done. Right on. Yes. <laughs> This is not uh, easy, geez. right? This is no, really no. Especially no, just I... how many games you've you've you saw, you played. It's not really that easy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, so we've had six and three. Which one would you like next? Uh, let's go with number one. Maybe one will be uh, a little easier. Okay, number one. Uh, we'll we'll skip the music because it doesn't work on on Discord. So. Let's go with the 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 clues. 2019, Sage 2019. That's the version of this that we're referring to here. Playable characters, Sonic and Tails, Metal Sonic, and Mighty. Stages in the demo, Mushroom Valley, Desert Oasis, Starlight, and Wooden Casino. Does this ring any bell at all? Hmm. <laughs> uh, is there any more hints? <laughs> I will give you one extra hint. It has something to do with an island. Something to do with an island. Uh, Sage 2019. Oh, man. Uh, <laughs> now, I, now I'm like going through because I've had my head all up in uh, the 2020 games. I'm trying to remember yes. all the 2019 games. Yes. Uh, shoot. Um, was it Sonic? No, that wouldn't make sense. Um, so it's Sonic Island something. <laughs> I was actually going to guess Sonic Islands, but I knew that wasn't right because of all the playable characters. Not Island, uh, but Island. Singular. It, Sonic uh, Island. Colon. Something. Lost Paradise? Was that a thing? Was it Sonic Lost Paradise? Sonic Island Lost Paradise sounds right for some reason. Correct! That is ah, the correct answer. <laughs> By hey. Catswell. <laughs> yeah all right stage 2019 very good very good okay so what's next what number next Which uh one? let's just go sequentially let's go number two number two okay that's better so number two the song i had to play was the mission select by the way maybe this will help i don't know gotcha clue number one is you take control of the human geostellar 
Number two. And which, which year was this one from? Uh, 2019, sorry. Yeah. Okay, it's, cool, cool, And cool. it's a grid-based action RPG. Uh, Those are the clues. Grid-based action RPG. Um, what would you say the name of the, uh, the main character uh, was? Human uh, is Geostellar. Geostellar. 2019. Um, it's a grid-based action RPG. Wait. Oh, that's clever. That's clever. Is it... Uh, oh, I don't remember the full name. I know it's Mega Man Star Force, but I don't remember what the last part is. Uh, shoot. Just like Avengers. Yeah. Uh, the la the last Avengers. Good. Yeah, okay. Mega Man, Star Force, uh, End Wave? Really? I thought it was you, you were going to say End Game. I was trying to trick you. But yes, that is, that is correct. <laughs> Mega Man, Star Force, <laughs> yeah. End Wave. Not End Game. Awesome. End Wave. Very good. That's it. So... Uh, that's that's correct. That's the grid-based action RPG of Sage 2019. Good, good, good. Okay, not bad at all, not bad at all. Number four next, right? So we've had three, so number four. The song I had uh, was uh, Verdant Valley. Verdant Valley. Uh, stages in the 2018, by the way, Sage 2018 demo included... Power Mountain, and Karakota Research Island. Power Mountain and Karakota Research Island. Playable characters are Bingo and Salomon. Oh, that gave it away. I thought that's ah. what it was. Lumiville <laughs> Legacy. That one I actually know. Yeah. Okay. Good job. <laughs> Excellent. You're, you're crushing it. After the first yeah, one. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Number five. Number five. The song was Limestone Lagoon. The sages included in the Sage 2018 demo were Limestone Lagoon, Mystic Garden, and Robot Roundup. Anything? Wait. Robot Roundup was a mission thing. And that was in Kyle and Lucy. I remember that. Kyle Lucy Wonderworld. I remember that one. I have another clue if you want to. You want me to. Is that not it? Am I wrong? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> the story of <laughs> two look. kids who find themselves lost in a realm that's strange and far off from their own. <laughs> okay, yeah. Definitely yes. Kyle and Lucy Wonderworld. Yes, <laughs> exactly. Kyle and Lucy Wonderworld. Very good yeah, job. Yeah, I've been looking forward to that one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> awesome. Looks very good. Number seven. Number seven. So six was Petite Hedgehog. Seven. Uh, the song was Snowy Hills Act One. The story is supposed to take place after Sonic 2 and before Sonic 3. The song that <laughs> I had to play was from the 2017 edition of Sage. 
Was it uh, Sonic after the sequel? And I don't think this was the one that was actually submitted by the creator. If I remember right, because that, yeah. It's something goofy. Is it? It wouldn't be Alpha. Or... So I'll, I'll Omega. Sonic of, after the, the sequel again. Omega. Is that what it was called? Let, let me read the clue again and read the second clue as well. The story is supposed okay. to take place after Sonic 2 and before Sonic 3. The game's right. action is set on North Island. Island. <sighs> hmm. I thought I had it. I think I had the wrong year on that, though. <laughs> so 2017 is the one that I right uh, I was looking for. Yeah, hmm. it's after Sonic Two, before Sonic Three. So maybe, maybe you're right. Maybe you're wrong. I don't know. I keep wanting to say after the sequel, but I feel like that after the sequel game didn't come out until like. 2018, for some reason, uh, the the like revamp or whatever that they did for it, uh, man. Hmm. <laughs> so your answer is. I feel like after the sequel is <laughs> the right answer, but I also don't think it is so i don't i don't know unfortunately i might have to give on this one so the correct answer was and is still is sonic frost sonic frost so oh, it's another man. one of those games that takes place after sonic 2 and before sonic 3 but not after wow, I, <laughs> I, I i remember frost because it's got like some some pretty backgrounds and mm -hmm. uh, some nice sprite work. I didn't actually remember that it was supposed to take place between two and three, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. So the the Sonic and Tails go to North Island. Everything is frozen. That's the the backstory. At least it was in twenty seventeen. Okay. Right. Okay. One more. One more. This is the last one. Number eight. All right. Let's bring it home. The song, so this is from 2016. The song was Falling Forest. It's a fighting game. The first two stages are Falling Forest and Parade Street. And you said this is a fighting game? A fighting game, yes. And uh, I'm very, I'm very disappointed that I cannot play the, the song, because it was not just song; it was the gameplay and had some interesting, uh, voice, uh, clips and sound effects. Ah, uh, it's like there's an arcade mode with several stages and. Fight different characters. Was it Sonic Gather Battle? 
I guess that was more of a beat em up than a fighter, wasn't it? The only other, the only fighter I can remember that year is Neo Sonic Fighters. Mm -hmm. Trying to make sure I don't get them all scrambled in my head. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, that's so the only guess that is... I have. Neo Sonic Fighters is the only guess I got. Final answer. Final answer. Your answer is incorrect, unfortunately. Ah! The correct <laughs> answer was, and I, I have to say, I don't remember this game at all. Sonic Boom and the Smash Crew. Oh! <laughs> Damn it, but I should have remembered that. That was the, uh, that, that particular game, just real fast. That was actually a Rage game because we did Rage that year, and it was so good that we told the guy to finish it up, and he submitted it. And it's it's actually a, a pretty solid little Smash Brothers clone. It's got four yeah. player uh, four player support with like controllers and everything. I can't believe uh -huh. I screwed that up. Dang. Yeah. <laughs> still, still a five out of eight, which is very good considering these were not easy. These were not easy, and you didn't even have the chance to hear the music correctly, properly. So, congratulations. That means you get the official Sega Lounge seal of approval that I will send to you uh, over hey, Discord. That is I'll indeed a, a real thing, yes. Uh, people usually <laughs> don't believe me when I tell them, but it, it is a real thing. Uh, and you can now pr proudly say that you have uh, uh, the Sega Lounge seal of approval. I will send that to you uh, right now. Right now. Awesome. <laughs> so, the Sega Lounge seal of approval. Congratulations, uh, New oh, Hazard. Thank you so much. <laughs> it's an actual seal. Okay, so before, before we get going, uh, let's talk a little bit more about Sage 2020. One question that uh, actually, just like you were supposed to have someone with you tonight, uh, I was supposed to have someone co-hosting this interview. Uh, shout out to Green Viper 8 from Radio Sega, but unfortunately, uh, we couldn't make it happen. He sent me a, a very interesting question, though, uh, for you. So has the current wave of digital expos in 2020, so everything is digital this year um, because of the COVID-19 thing, uh, has that uh, posed a challenge when trying to organize and promote SAGE or on the contrary, did it help that people are more used to digital conventions and stuff? Well, to be honest with you, uh, I don't want to sound too arrogant, but unlike a lot of other, uh, let's say, organizations who have attempted to run a online expo, uh, we've had 20 years to kind of tweak and uh, perfect our formula. And uh, I, I feel that uh, how Sage has been ran and how it is equipped to run, uh, our experience and what we bring to the table is one of the best you're going to see all year in one of these online deals. Because a lot of them, they just want to go for 24 hours or they just want to show you a live stream. We're doing more than that. We've got a whole week of streamers ahead. We've got... Every single game that you're going to see people play, you can also play. Uh, we have contests lined up. 
all kinds of different things. Uh, and there's even more than just streamers that we have this year. Can't quite give away what that is just yet. Uh, Want to save some of those surprises for when Sage actually opens up and uh, also the pre-show. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we have a lot in store this year. And I feel that, uh, if anything, the fact that people have kind of seen more of these online conventions uh, has helped sort of expose them to Sage in a way. Uh, definitely, I think, though, that uh, it hasn't harmed. It's only done good. And if anything else, uh, it's kind of given us an opportunity uh, not to be too arrogant and not to uh, set us up for uh, failure. But uh, I guess you could kind of say in some ways this is our opportunity to say, hey, this is how it's done right. (laughs) We've been doing this for 20 years now. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Watch and learn. (laughs) <laughs> okay yeah this is how you bring a community together yes <laughs> well done so september 5th uh, till september 12th that's the the those are the dates so what's the schedule like um when is the pre-show how are you handling so, things uh the pre-show is going to be uh from 8 p.m central time all the way to, well, probably past midnight because we always tend to go beyond it. Uh, But it will go at least to midnight central time, and that is when the actual Sage website will open. Now, with that being said, uh, we are cautioning folks that uh, the Sage site absolutely is going to go down. (laughs) There is no (laughs) if, and, or buts. PCO has worked a lot with uh, the ISP that holds uh, both SFGHQ and Sage, uh, you know, forked extra money. We've done basically everything we can to try to mitigate this. Uh, the ISP kind of hates it when we run Sage because uh, if Sage goes <laughs> down, that's not just us. That's about 50 to 60 other websites we're taking down with it. <laughs> So they kind of don't like it when we do that. (laughs) So we've tried and we will continue to do our best. But uh, we are cautioning people and letting them know that we are expecting for at least the first 24 to 48 hours that uh, it may be somewhat difficult to access both the Sage site and some of the downloads. We are looking into uh, mitigating that a little bit, though, Uh, hopefully we can kind of set up a, a big download, like a torrent for people to seed and kind of spread things around uh, that way and hopefully take a little bit of relief from the actual server itself. Uh, but uh, we're looking into our options, that sort of thing. But as far as the scheduling is concerned, um, we have every single day during Sage Week uh, different streamers from around the community. We have Garla64, Sam Procrastinates, Tails Channel, uh, Simon uh, Tomley, also known as Stealth. He worked on uh, Mania and some other projects. He will be streaming several nights a week. I myself will have one stream uh, besides the pre-show on Monday. I'm going to have a couple buddies over like we do each year and uh, play all the multiplayer games that are at Sage. Uh, together which we've got our work cut out for us this year because boy is there a lot but uh, 
there is a lot to look forward to. There is so, so much that's going to be going on that week. And I really think that people are going to enjoy what we bring to the table. Uh, the only thing we're asking is to have some patience with us because we're still about a week and a half out and we know the site's down. It's not down this very second, but we know the site's down. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so people people are listening to this probably on the day of. So if it's down now, we're sorry. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. So <laughs> apologies, apologies. It is what it is. Uh, so yeah, yeah. Be patient. Be patient. <laughs> it, yeah. It's funny because we 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 expected a big uh, turnout. But the whole reason that uh, we this year have decided, okay, you have to have a showcase page on SFGHQ is um, one of the criticisms that Sage has had over the years is that both the site and the booths have not been archived. And in the past, mm -hmm. that's because Sage's initial idea was it would be uh, a Sonic online version of E3. And, you know, in E3, well, they don't keep all that stuff. They, they might reuse it somewhere, but eventually it gets tossed or in someone's garage or whatever. And so at the time, it, it kind of made sense, you know, especially when people's hard drives were like 500 megabytes or whatever. Uh, mm -hmm. But, you know, now we're looking at it as, oh, hey, maybe we can start at least archiving. So in the next 20 years, when we want to come back and take a look, we can. Uh Problem is, we just didn't expect to have over 200 entries, which don't get us wrong. We are super excited for it. It's just, uh, <laughs> you know, I can't reiterate enough. The site's going to go down. We've we've worked with the ISP. <laughs> we've got as much bandwidth as, as they'll give us. And I think if they uh, just devoted a whole server to us, we'd still take that SOB down. So <laughs> just can't stress that enough for folks ahead of time. But uh, we know You've been down. warned. Yes. Oh, yes, exactly. Yeah, yes. <laughs> okay, so 5th to the 12th of September, so that's that's a, a lot of time for people to try games, to uh, watch streams. Um, Radio Sega's uh, stream Twitch channel will be doing some, some coverage as well, by the way. Uh, shameless plug. Uh, but, um, but, yeah, so people can enjoy all of these games Really quick, um, Neil Hazard, can you give us some some of your own personal highlights? I know this is sometimes a little bit unfair, but if if someone is listening <laughs> to us and is not familiar with the concept of Sage, they are you know, overwhelmed by the the sheer amount of games available this year. Where should they start? What are the highlights? So, everything. The, well, yeah, I, I want to say everything <laughs> because one of the big things that I've always been very uh, careful about is, you know, I don't want to uh, play favorites or anything. Uh, but with that being said, if you wanted to uh, start, I, I let's do it like this because uh, I'll go ahead. Slight spoiler. The uh, Sage website this year is going to have a fan game section and an indie section that was requested last year and given the number of indies and fan games 
together, it just made sense. Uh, so it'll be a lot less cluttered and a lot easier for folks to go through. And I say that because I feel like there's almost two parts to Sage and you don't quite want to compare the two. And so as a result, I think what we'll do first is we'll kind of look at some fan games or I'll talk about some fan games. Then we'll talk about some indie games. I'll try not to take too long. I'm already rambling. Sure. <laughs> uh, so starting with some of the Sonic stuff, uh, Sonic GT is a fully 3D Sonic fan game with tons of unlockables and uh, multiple characters to play as and four humongous levels, all of which have five different missions. I bring all of that up because GT is coming to Sage as a finished game. That's a fully finished 3D fan game. We do not see a lot of finished fan games, and I think you could probably count on one hand how many of those are actually finished. So that's really, really exciting. Um, another one that's 3D, but in a totally different way, is Virtua Sonic. It is a Sonic VR game. Now, granted, not everyone's going to be able to play that. I personally don't have a VR headset Uh one that works on PC at least, but this looks super exciting. And I, I talked to the developer about it and his philosophy, the whole reason he wanted to play this game is he believes that if you get motion sickness from VR, it's not your fault and it's not the headset's fault. He's of the opinion that it's more of a design issue. So he is setting out to prove that you can take something as bombastic and crazy as Sonic the Hedgehog and put it in a first-person perspective and make it work. And I'm very excited to see how that turns out. Uh, he is also the same developer who was behind Green Hill Paradise Act 2 uh, a few years ago. So that's really, really exciting to see him working on that. And another one that uh, I just absolutely love this game is Sonic Speed Course. Uh, it's a take on, basically it just takes Sonic and it takes Kirby uh, Kirby's Dream Course and it slams the two together in a perfect harmony. It's, it, not to get too big for my britches again, but it's like Sonic Labyrinth if it was good. <laughs> Full disclosure. Yeah, I, I noticed that. I, I look at it and said, mm, this is Sonic Labyrinth. Uh, and I yeah, would, mm, it's uh, but it, okay. If it, it if it was good, that's what you're saying. Oh yeah. So, if so yeah. if you've ever played Kirby's Dream Course, it's the exact same rules. They've just Sonicified it, and it's uh it, the the demo they had last year was was very fun, but the one this year makes that just blows it out of the water. They've refined it. They've added in new characters. They've added in their own original courses. Uh, they've got fully 3D models. It's looking just absolutely stellar uh can't can't wait for that one um and we'll we'll kind of round it out with uh one more sonic title and uh kind of look at some of the indie stuff some of the things that are uh coming back this year um i would definitely say um sonic world dx is actually coming back i talked about it a little bit earlier uh, but that's another 3D one that um, it has had. Well, let's not even worry about the development. The point is, uh, it's <laughs> if you've played Sonic World before and you have any opinions on it, forget them and go into the clean 
just a clean slate and absolutely give this game a chance because the developers behind it have been just working their butts off to completely improve and make a better game than they ever have before. And there's getting four different levels, several different playable characters, tons of stuff to do in that game as well. It's granted not finished. It's a, it is a demo, but uh, it's compared to the last time that worlds or world was at Sage, which I believe was 2018. Um, it's, it's a night and day difference all around. Uh, now in terms of, uh, indie stuff, uh, mm -hmm. I'm really excited for some of the stuff that's coming back to Sage. Uh, Cosmic Bowl is, uh, one of those, and I might be saying it wrong. It might be Cosmic Ball, but, uh, nonetheless, you can't miss it because it looks like if Treasure made a Sonic game. And it's been at Sage for the last, I think, three or four years now, and every year it just gets a little bit better. And I absolutely love it. It's like a combination of Sonic and uh, kind of Gunstar Heroes. What I like to compare it to, though, is Astro Boy Omega Factor for the Game Boy Advance, which was a game Treasure made. It is a licensed game, and it's one of the best action games on the, the Game Boy Advance. And Cosmic Ball takes a lot of inspiration from that. I'm really excited to see it back. Also equally excited to see um, Starburster back, especially because uh, in years prior, uh, Starburster's been here for, I, I know it was here last year. I don't recall if it was in 2018 or not. Uh, point of this whole statement is... Uh, a year ago when I played Starburster, I thought it was good. I hadn't played the Mega Man Zero games that uh, it's clearly inspired by. And I think now uh, this new demo, which is looking better than ever, really going to like it a lot because I know what the hell Mega Man Zero is. And I kind of know the minutia of how the uh, game is supposed to be uh, played. But in terms of uh, some of the newer indie titles that we have coming, there is this just absolutely beautiful looking shmup uh it's in the trailer called astral blitz this yes. thing looks like yacht club games or some I, I shouldn't even compare it to any other studio this game just looks beautiful you've got these wonderful cinematics these just awesome like scrolling uh backgrounds that look like it's it's right out of the sega genesis it's a Awesome looking game, so beautiful. And on top of that, it just looks really stinking fun. Uh, if you like, you know, your R types and uh, I guess your Gradiuses, I'm sure there's someone out there saying, there's so much better schmucks than that. But uh, I mean, I like pilot kids, <laughs> but, <laughs> but nonetheless, uh, I'm, I'm really, really looking forward to that one because something about it is just looking absolutely amazing. And, uh, the the last one that we'll kind of touch on here for for indie stuff uh there is a 3d platformer called rad venture and it looks like the marriage of like every 90s 3d platformer that we all love like there's there's some mario in there there's some rayman in there rayman especially seems to be the biggest uh uh inspiration Influence. there's some crash in yeah. there it just 
that was one of the to, to give some perspective uh because unfortunately the only thing i could say about radventure and i guess i shouldn't say unfortunately because it is part of some of the excitement but a lot of these games i only know as much as you guys do uh because i can only you know have what what is available and some of these developers are updating and you know time to play etc 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 Radventure was one of those ones, though, that uh, whenever the trailer submission came in and I saw it, it blew me away. I mean, we get a lot of those, and I would say every single game I just mentioned would be one of those, but that one especially, because it looks like this, there's, there's just some games that you see, and it looks like the start of something real special. And I felt like that with Freedom Planet, and I, I really felt like that with uh, Sonic GT, and I can definitely say I feel like that with Radventure. I think that we're going to see Radventure as uh, some of people's favorite games once it's finished here in the next uh, year, however long development takes for them. But I am super excited for those. I, I That being said, that is a very, very small sampling of games uh, for folks to look forward to. Maybe a decent uh, jumping off point, depending on who you are and what you're looking for. I I would implore you to try as much as you can. Anything that looks even remotely interesting, give it a shot. And if you got time, I believe all the booths have uh, comment sections. Every developer is going to want some feedback. So if you can play and give it to them on the showcase, they will love it. Definitely. And, uh, I think that's 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 kind of where I'm gonna end it because uh, that, that's a great like starting point. I yeah. would say <laughs> that's amazing. Thank you very much for that. So people know where to start now. Once the the website is back up, it is. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, so uh, Carson, thank you very much for coming on the show once more. It's it's thank going to be a great, me. yeah. It's, thank you. It's going to be great, uh, Sage this year. I I'm sure of it. Uh, the biggest one yet, and and oh, we'll absolutely. be there to to cover it as well. One final question that I always ask my guests. So you're probably familiar with the concept of blast processing, right? <laughs> a little so, bit, just a little. Yeah. So. Uh, it's not really a thing, but Sega said that the Genesis had blast processing, which made it uh, far superior to, to their competition, to the Super NES. So my question for you is, if you could add blast processing to anything in the world, what would it be and why? Uh, in all realness, a coronavirus vaccine would be pretty nice. <laughs> <laughs> but uh in being a little less real um i would so so blast processing we're talking about uh making something faster right yeah and in and, and more powerful uh man if i could add blast processing to my uh my desktop pc over here and not actually have to upgrade or pay any money that would be really nice I think uh, I know it's not a very uh, creative answer, but uh, that's about uh, it's about where we're at now, I guess. 
I feel you. I feel you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And even the 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 you know your ISP as well, so that the website doesn't yeah crash. yeah. If we if we that could, could add a blast processing to like, those servers to for server. Sage, yeah, that's that's yeah. our answer. That's it. The blast processing. We need that for those servers for Sage, man. We maybe that's what we need to do. I think if uh, if I tell PCO, hey, get on get on the call, or get on the phone, call your ISP and tell them that uh, you just got to add blast processing. See what they say. That'd be great. The only problem is how, how much for that extra blast processing. Yeah, yeah exactly. We'll, we'll pay. We'll pay. He, uh, no worries. <laughs> yeah, and I kind of hope he doesn't hear this because I know for a fact that if he does, I'll probably get a message uh, after it goes live a couple hours later, and he'll be like, "Hey, I got a, I got a voice recording here. You want to hear how I asked the ISP for, for blast processing, man?" <laughs> Uh, if if uh, you do shoot. get that, send us send that our way because we will. We will oh, absolutely, yeah, absolutely. Definitely. Hopefully definitely. not, because I'm sure they're uh, <laughs> they're not too happy with us as is, and we don't want to make them any more mad. But uh, <laughs> uh, it's never stopped yeah. him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and definitely that coronavirus vaccine that also needs that definitely needs some blast processing. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Carson, thank you very much once more for coming on the show. Uh, links to Sage, to the website, the schedule, everything will be in the show notes. So everyone go check that out. SageExpo.org is the website. September 5th till September 12th. Am I right? Yes? Yes, sir. Okay, excellent, excellent. Thank you. And we'll see you hopefully next year, if not before. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully. <laughs> Thanks again to Carson for coming back to the Sega Lounge and congrats on the 20th anniversary of Sage. Remember, Sage 2020 takes place between September 5th and September 12th, and you definitely need to check it out. I'm very excited about the indie games they'll be showcasing this year. And keep an eye out on our Twitter, because you never know when my Twitch channel or Radio Segas will be streaming some of those games. Speaking of streaming on Twitch, you should really be back next week for some related chat. Just saying. But that's next week. Before we wrap things up, let me tell you about a brand new feature up on our website. If you go to thesegalounge.com, you'll notice a brand new tab on the right with the microphone icon and the words send a voicemail. That's a new way of getting in touch with the show and sending me your suggestions, comments or even something interesting you'd like to share with me. The recordings can be up to 2 minutes long and they might even end up getting played on the show. Just try to keep them clean please. That is also a great way of suggesting guests for future episodes. Or you can do it the old-fashioned way. By email. Podcast at thesegalounge.com Whichever is the case, if you have something to say, let me know. I'd very much like to know about it and find new ways to improve the show. Thank you very much for returning to the Sega Lounge after our month-long break. I hope you enjoyed the show, and if you did, please subscribe and come back next week when we'll have another guest and a new impossible challenge. Take care of yourselves. Bye bye.
The Sega Lounge, hosted by me, KC, and part of Radio Sega's network of live shows and podcasts. Theme song and incidental music by OSC. Find them at opusciencecollective.bandcamp.com. Got any suggestions? Drop me an email to podcast at thesegalounge.com. Follow us on Twitter at thesegalounge and like us at facebook.com slash thesegalounge. You can find previous episodes of the show by going to thesegalounge.com and wherever fine podcasts are downloaded. <laughs>